Welcome back to the EV Diaries, your place for EVs in rural America. We are wrapping up our discussion of the Rappahannock Electric Cooperatives presentation that Brent sent through a couple of weeks ago. Um, Rappahannock did a study to see what their system would look like, what kind of upgrades need to be made uh, for different levels of adoption on their system. And we have done a deep dive into that. When we last left off, we were discussing what the adoption rate may look like in the future. And we will pick up with Brent's statement and his opinion of what adoption will look like in the next 50 years. I do not see a scenario while I'm alive and I'm 43. Right. Uh so that let's just pretend like I'm real healthy and I live till I'm 90 in the next 50 years where even 50% of households have only EVs. I think the I think the adoption rate is going to trend like let's get one, but let's have a gas powered uh, vehicle also as a backup, well, so to speak. You know, and what and do you think? I'm going to play devil's advocate on that and. Um, Look at cell phones. Right. I mean... The adoption right there. Uh, you, you think about how many people first got a cell phone for business. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And, yeah. They had the analogs, the analog phones. You remember the, yeah. the, the old bricks that you'd see them on TV? You yeah. Know, it's like, ooh. We used to call it the Zach Morris phone. The Zach Morris phone. Because he had exactly. one on Saved by the Bell, and it yes. looked like a walkie-talkie, basically. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's just like, well, that is just for, you know, uber-wealthy people. Right. And then it became like, well, yeah, there's a lot more people got cell phones, but they're just your average Joe yeah. entrepreneur. And then right. it got to be where, well, everybody's got a cell phone. Yeah. And then iPhone came out, and then it's like, you know, there again, you had your yeah. business owners. Right. Because now not only can I talk on the phone, I can yeah. do other things. Well, here, here's the other thing I would say with... Now everybody's got one. Yeah. Their kids got one. <laughs> when they're when they're in elementary school. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a four-cell phone family. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a four-car family. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, so, a, a part of the other reason why that... I, uh, back in 1970, you would have... Back in... Back... back Watching Zach Morris on Saved by the Bell. Everybody's going to have a cell phone. Yeah. No, no, they're not. No way you see that. You're right. So part of the other thing is, let's even go back to the 50s. Those people couldn't see a house having more than one car. That's true. That's true. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. It's like, so by me saying that i think that is from the perspective of that i have about cost and and all the things associated with with getting right. an ev because they are higher now they will come down right but and and well, to we're, me, getting, we're we're starting to get yeah cost parity anyway right yeah so it's to me i just think that especially people that 
our truck people. Mm-hmm. Even though we've done went over all the performance categories that a F-150 Lightning has over the gasoline-powered version, it's not even close. Right. They're going to be still pretty apprehensive to convert to that. And, and, and I agree with that. And then, of course, you know, for some people, you know, controversial uh, government mandates. Yeah. It, but and, and, and I think government mandates are, are going to push it ahead. Yeah. And... It's a big lift. But I, Just like, I don't, I mean... I don't like the government telling me what to no, do. Who does? No, yeah. Right. I don't like my wife telling me what to do. But um, it's also like um, trying to get a kid to eat food for the first time. Yeah. You know, they they don't want to try it. Mm-hmm. Don't force me. Don't make me. Yep. And then once you can encourage them to try it, then it's like, yeah. well, that wasn't so bad. I right. like that. Right. Next thing you know, it's their favorite food. Yeah, and... So I, I think you saw that with cell phones, especially with the older um, people that are in their 60s now mm-hmm. are just fully converted to text messaging and smartphones. Whereas, man, it was like pulling teeth initially with them. Yeah, um, because it is uh, at some point in your age, apparently you get very anti change. Yeah. Um, but I so I kind of now, maybe, go now, ahead. now that you get the boomers on TikTok. Yeah. What's the next platform we need to invest in? Right. Because that's where all the kids are going to go. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Because once that's exactly once, the trend. Once the, once the boomers show up. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So what's it going to be? If uh, anybody's got any ideas <laughs> for we can invest in a yeah a social media tech platform, just uh, yeah. we're ready. Yeah, it's being uh, being at EV Diaries. So so what I wanted to maybe kind of finish up on is your perspective on these adoption rates that this particular co-op went through. The highest one was 30%, I think, which which means every out of every 10 vehicles, three of them are EVs. Let me double check that. I think that's where we were at because the bottom of that, I think, was like 12%, which is barely one in 10. And while you're, while you're looking at that, <laughs> Somebody needs to buy some advanced auto stock because there there'll be a lot of people doing a lot of mechanic work to keep their. You're right. And uh, I agree. Where did, where did that go? It, it was. Oh, here it is. No, I'm sorry. The low adoption rate was five uh, percent. The medium was ten percent. Right. Yeah. So what is your gut feeling on that? And this is by 2030. By 2030, by 2030 out of 10 cars, how many how many do you think are going to be EVs? That's a that's a good question. Um, realistically, it probably be closer to the 5. But a lot of uh, a lot of that depends on politics and the perception of politics mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it that the perception of politics right, right. Um, and what is available on the market right because people vote with their dollars they do and, and it doesn't the perception is just that it's a perception and, and, and here, here's the thing say Chevy only offered 
two models. They offered an electric Silverado, mm-hmm. and they offered a gasoline Silverado. Yeah, that's the only two things on their their their. Right. You know, all the name plates are gone. Yeah, this is all that you can choose from. You can have an electric pickup truck. Yeah, or you can have a gasoline pickup truck. The question's going to be. In twenty thirty, are you going to sell only five percent electric pickup trucks versus right ninety five? Yes. I mean, and if it's based on that, it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, just for the simple fact that, um, I mean, we're, we're trying to show the benefits. Yeah. Um, but some people still, but if there's a electric charger on, on every corner, if you can charge freely, yeah. uh, on every corner, um, and when I say freely, I don't mean free. Yeah. You know. But yeah. But if you can charge without worry, if if you can go anywhere you want without worry, then because I think that's the the big thing, and we can open that up for a debate on another day, is if there was more infrastructure, mm-hmm. would there be more EVs on the road? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to and, me, and again, if there were more EVs on the road, would there be more infrastructure? I, I think that that the biggest hurdle is that. Yeah, is how do I get from how do I not worry about running out of charge? Right. That's that's the biggest hurdle to overcome. And, and that that's the biggest. And the second biggest is how fast can I get back on my trip? Right. I mean, we 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 talked yeah. about that. Yeah, and 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 I never thought that. Uh, it would be that hard for EV adoption to really take hold because of the hatred for the whims of the price of gasoline. Yeah. Like, like in the United States, oh, if, if, if gas was $5 a gallon right now, like I know we've got people listening that are not from the U S and they hear yeah. us talk about gas prices and I know they're laughing because, oh, because they're paying outrageous way yeah. more expensive to drive yeah. a gasoline powered car over there, which it's not here. And if it goes up, all right, that can shift who the majority of the United States are, 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 is going to vote for a lot of times yeah. because the gasoline price is high. Whoever's in, you're out. I don't know what you got to do, but yeah. you got to get these gas prices down. And as long as that's the case, you know, adoption adoption is going to be a little bit more challenging. Right. If 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 we ever got up to what they pay in Europe for, right. Uh, well, they pay for liters. Yeah. For petrol, but right. The gallon of gas was yeah. What the the Trans of the conversion rate is yeah. Uh, found the right word. Yeah, uh, I think uh, you'd have a lot of people freaking out. I mean, if to think about it, like ten years ago, if you were to tell somebody, "Hey, we got you a vehicle, and you don't have to use oil or gasoline," I got to think that the initial reaction would be like, "Sign me up!" Right. You know. But there are other hurdles that, that we're trying to overcome here. Right. Uh, but I always think about that in the back of my mind. I mean, it is an absolute... And, and another thing you got to look at, at, gas prices. So if Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. yeah. wants to, yep. you know, all the other countries in the world, we've pissed them off enough. They ain't going to sell us. Right. <laughs> well... <laughs> You know, it's it's like you said, uh, everybody's w- on board with let's get manufacturing back to the United States. Well, let's let's get uh, power production and uh, 
you know, how we drive our cars back to the United States. And this is this is part of that answer, really. Right. right. I mean, we, we've got m- more advancements to make to really get there, but this would be a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you cannot import electricity. No. Yeah, you can import how you... Yes. Yeah. And China's important how they make electricity. Yeah. If we decide we weren't going to sell them coal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's probably the start of a war, I think. <laughs> uh, not that, that we're not already yeah. close, but yep. uh, But you think about that. It's just like, um, yeah, energy is one of the, the big mm-hmm. drivers of geopolitical tension. For sure. And and who who fills the pinch of all that? And it's the people that it are is. consuming electricity, the end user. Right. And uh, and that's yeah. why gas is so. Yeah. If we if we had our own oil reserves. Yeah. That or or our own oil fields. Right. That we were willing to mm-hmm. utilize. Yeah. That's uh, yeah the second thing. Right. Um, that we could you know, we could be energy independent. And if we were energy independent, what would that do to the rest of the world? Well, and because see, I have the feeling that we, you know, we consume a lot yeah. of resources. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's a very slippery slope too when you start doing that kind of kind of thing. It's it's yeah. an experiment we kind of ran, you know, back in the twenties and thirties and forties, and it didn't turn out real good there for a while. You know, the whole. Yeah isolationism which that's not really what we're saying it's just you need to be self-sufficient if you can be yes. and and that doesn't mean you have to be uh, in other words you it doesn't mean you you don't share it right. just means that you don't need anybody if worse comes to worse right and that's all that's all anybody should want to be I would think well, that's what that's that's the way society in general right be. That's the way I am, right? If I've got a tool, if I need something done at my house, I'm going to try every way in the world to get that done by myself. Uh Then the next uh, bridge I'm crossing is, can I find somebody that I'm willing to ask to help me that I'm maybe going to buy a 12-pack of beer for or feed them? And then the next step is, who can I pay to do it? Which is what we're talking about when you in in the whole world. You know, can we do it ourselves? Could we ask a neighbor to help us out, or who are we going to show up it out to? What country can we get to make this for us? It, it, exactly, and I, and that's you know that's that's where we are, and that's that's what of being part of a, mm-hmm. a global economy, a global society. Yep. And you know, everybody has to be responsible with that. So yes. That's, uh, yes. That's good, but I mean, it's like mowing my yard. Yeah. I can mow my yard. Right. I don't mow my yard. Right. I pay somebody to mow right. my yard. That's right. Because the time yeah. that I spend mowing the yard mm-hmm. and that keep of a lawnmower, yep. I'd rather spend those resources doing something else. That's right. Because, you know, I I, I feel that, well, it's it's all about value exchange. Yeah. The the value of me getting my yard mowed mm-hmm. is worth the value of the money. And he, apparently the time he spends mowing my yard, he thinks it's worth the money right. that I'm paying. It, right. So. It's uh, it's win win, and that's what that's that's what we're talking about here with the uh, the car. And you have to ask yourself on an individual basis. And what I feel like we're really trying to do is make you think about that whole process. Right, right. Are EVs a good fit for me based right. on X Y Z? And I hope you know we're doing a 
pretty good job of kind of laying out what that looks like. Yeah, and and, and I mean that's that's the goal we're trying to educate, mm-hmm. and at least if we're not educating, we should at least be challenging. Yes, the that's a good process term. Mm-hmm. because a lot of people don't think for themselves and do what they're told, right? Uh, without even questioning. Yeah, and and here's here's something from my point of view too. I like to talk to people who know, which is why I think this is good that you and I are both together. You have an EV and I don't. Right. So I am going to, to defer to you when I really get down to the nuts and bolts of it. In other words, if I do research and uh, what it looks like financially for me and my family and how we drive, and then I've still got a few questions, well, I'm going to talk to you because you own one. Right. And I would encourage everybody to do that. Right. Right. We, we got to get you out in my car and I'll let you drive my car here before too long. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, anything else from Rappahannock? Or is that- I think that's pretty much it. That's kind of where they ended things was was looking at upgrading that particular substations. They talk about um, things co-ops need to be aware of, uh, which is stuff like what's the member experience going to be right. when they do this. Right. From, from our perspective. So, but yeah, that's pretty much it. It was a pretty lengthy. There was one thing that... Um, I forgot to mention was they came up with a fuel cost savings uh, chart and they said gasoline engine, the cost per mile is roughly uh, 14 cents per mile. And then the EV cost per mile was four cents. So there's a 10 cent, 10 cent differential. And over that 20,000 miles, this was the part I kind of skipped. You would spend roughly $2,800 for that 20,000 miles and the EV you'd spend $800. Wow. So it's a big difference. That's a significant difference right yep. there. Yep. Uh, which, you know, that falls in line with the uh, mm-hmm. calculations we did for the, for the one truck, two truck. Yep. Red truck, blue truck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's uh, it's funny because the uh, French truck is red. Yep. And the first lightning I ever saw was blue. That's right. So, and it's sharp too. They they have uh they have the blue, and then I've seen one the same color in my truck too. Oh wow! So I don't know if they have like a bunch of different color variations. What a magic! Well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, wow! Well, for thirty one flavors, when you can't get vanilla right, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, that's if Chevy was in. Ice cream um, <laughs> business. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking forwards. They, they got it right. Yeah. But um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to just get over my. You are. Yeah. It's, um, but they could come out with something that really blows you away at some point. And then, then what are you going to do? Well, <laughs> I give credit when credit is there you deserved. Go. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I've grown up. Absolutely love Chevrolet. Absolutely. Yeah. My first car, my first two cars were Chevrolet. Yeah. This is kind of a Chevrolet town, though, don't you think? I, I think more so a Chevrolet town yeah. than Ford or Dodge. Yeah. We've got all the dealerships, but at the same time, I feel like I see more Chevys well, than I do anything. I, I, I know that 2014 cruise that my daughter drives yeah. will be the last Chevy I ever own. <laughs> I will walk. That's so and I don't even like horses. Right, I no. I get a horse. <laughs> Before. Before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, no. What would happen there is I would, uh, 
create my own electric bicyclers. <laughs> I, find, I find some mode of transportation that, yeah. Know, Yep. Yeah. I, I, we, we, Necessity's mother of invention. Yes, it is. So. Back back me into a corner and watch me work. That's what I always yeah, say. That's, uh, it's like, you know, I, I can ease around for a while, but then when in the rubber meets the road, as we said earlier, yeah. I can get some interesting things done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. All right, guys, we're going to wrap that up. I know this has been another lengthy discussion, but I think it's been a great discussion because... Now you have seen from the utility side what considerations that, that we're having to make. Yeah. Um, and I hope we've also provided some considerations that, you know, you need to check into if you're considering buying an EV. Nine times out of ten, I think you're probably going to be okay. Um, but it's always a good thing to, uh, you know, ask a few questions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... If, if I'd brought my car home without knowing, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I knew I had breaker space. Yeah. I knew that I didn't need to upgrade the wire. Yeah. I knew that, um, I knew that I could get the work done. Right. And I knew exactly what I needed to do, what I needed to buy, what I, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, then again, I'm also the same guy I would have checked with before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's my job to know these exactly these things, but uh, which puts you in a very unique position. What we're saying is, talk to some people. Yeah, before you pull this trigger. Due diligence on yes. everything. Yep. So it's uh, it's called being a grown up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks.